Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of Interview with Allie B. That's me. I have been trying to record this first episode, oh, I don't know, for like six days. I've had all the equipment for two days, but I could have absolutely done it about five days ago. And just like any other content, hitting record is the hardest part. So here we are. I have been wanting to start a podcast since I was probably little. Like, obviously, we didn't have podcasts by then or back then, but I loved recording. I loved being able to put something out there that if anyone's interested, go ahead and take a listen. But there's something to be said when you voice your thoughts. And even if not a single person listens to this, I will cherish it forever. <sighs> so why are we here? Um, to get to know me a little bit. My name is obviously Allie. I am, see, my username on TikTok is Tilvalhalla Coaching. I run a Discord called Tilvalhalla with a few very awesome people. And I am a Norse pagan yoga instructor, Reiki master, holistic life coach, certified, mind you, and also a coaching academy owner. That is a build in the works. But I want to get a huge shout out to Stacy right now. Um, the mindset that you need to speak into a mic for an hour is something that you'll never truly know until you hit record um, and every minute leading up to it as well. But so huge shout out to Stacy. She sat on me a Zoom slash VC, as we call our things in Discord. She sat there with me for more than an hour, and I told her, I said, hey, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate the way that you allow my brain to just flow and just be. Um, so, Stacy, I love you. Thank you for helping me along with all the rest of the mods, honestly, in my Discord, because my mods and admins in the Tilville Hala Discord are my, my grounding, my support, my best friends, and my family. Without them, honestly, none of this would be possible. And what is this? What is interview? To begin, what it is, is to take that word, the two words, inner, I-N-N-E-R, and view. What is my inner view? And also, we're going to be interviewing some really cool people on here as this gets going. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, I think there's some feedback that you can give, some comments, share to somebody. Uh, I want this to be what you need. 
and that you usually has to do with a beacon that somehow you saw, you heard, and you came to check it out. So the alley beacon, the Dilvahala beacon, the mods, the admins beacon of safe place and also a place where you can be vulnerable, which is super hard to do and you have no idea who's on the other end of this mic, but I trust it. Divine timing and divine connection. You know, podcasts can be overwhelmingly vulnerable because whoever's listening on the other end of this can think and say and record parts and they don't have to come talk to me. I have seen that so much just in social media, how people will paint their narrative and they don't give a hoot about the truth. Most people want to think that the negative is true or the rumors are true and they would actually rather it be that way. But our community is why I am the way I am today. Honestly. Honestly. (laughs) I haven't been able to feel so safe, so secure, and so supported ever. We joke sometimes in the Tilvahala community, in the mod and admin group especially, because we are closer, that we never had um, true family or true friends. Not all of them, but um, a vast majority of us say that I thought it was supposed to suck. (laughs) I thought it's just what you kind of got. The, the look of the draw, and some people have extremely supportive and loving and caring family and friends, but a lot of us didn't. Um, and maybe that's why we're together is to be each other's family and best friends, all in the same, all in the same hug, you know. But we did joke about that a lot, and for me, it couldn't be more true. You know, I grew up in broken home after broken home. Um, Allie, you cannot onion on your first podcast. Jeez Louise. So I grew up in a broken home. Um, my mom actually had custody of me until I was nine. And then I got switched over to my dad full custody after that, obviously until I was 18. But I moved out of the house, I believe. (laughs) My speaker just went off. You know, there's things that you learn in podcasts. Um, but I think I moved out a little bit before 18 if I don't, I don't know. That's besides the point. Let's get back to the deep stuff, the inner workings of why Allie is the way she is. Um, So I grew up in my mom's house where I went to four different schools and I had a stepdad who, you know, it was a rocky relationship when I was very little, um, but ended up being one of my favorite relationships, unfortunately, he is no longer with us today, but good vibes, Jamie. <laughs> good vibes. <laughs> um, but he was someone that made me who I was in a lot of ways, especially when I was little. 
um, because he gave me the understanding of true compassion, friendship, and also forgiveness. Um, like I said, we had a little bit of a rocky start when I was really little, but as I got older, you know, I saw that he, you know, was doing the best under the circumstances. My mom wasn't very easy to live with, um, ever. And there was a lot of toxicity in there and I don't blame, honestly, I don't blame a 20, I think he was 23 when he met my mom, maybe a little younger. I don't blame him for who he had to be in order to survive. I don't. Um, and I did my healing as I grew up and I realized, you know, he was my dad. Um, and when I say that, it was because when I moved in with my dad at nine due to some traumatic experiences and also um, my mom got herself in a little bit of a pickle and I had to stay with him instead of just two weeks, I was with him for the rest of the summer because she couldn't take me. And then he wanted to fight for full custody, so there I was. <laughs> um, but going back, the reason why I said my dad the way I did was because for a while, I felt this pressure from my biological father that Jamie wasn't my real dad. And I was little, you know. Um, and it's really easy to make kids pick, I guess, or to make kids feel like they have to be a certain way in order to get the love that they think they need or want or deserve. And that's where I was. Um, so I try to be the best daughter to my biological dad that I could be. And that meant, you know, holding all of the dirty little secrets on that end. Um, I started releasing a lot of the dirty secrets from my mom's end. And when I say like dirty little secrets, I mean like my inner view of childhood, you know, the things I needed to share and they weren't shared to make people look bad. This isn't shared to make people look bad. I won't use your names. You guys are fine. Um, except for my stepdad because he's passed away. So he can hear it. <laughs> um, but don't worry. You're safe for now. <laughs> uh, but I realized right around 16, um, how much their secrets, the view of what people would think hurt me by being so loyal, by keeping them looking good for everybody. Um, I didn't talk with therapists because I could be yanked from either house. When I was court ordered um, to talk to a therapist during the custody switch, um, I felt like I was being talked to like a child, so I acted like a child. Therapy, mm, that word. Sorry, I love and I do think therapy is really good for people, different types of people, 
but Google. Definitely, definitely good resource for some. Um, I am not the sum. I tried with about six therapists, uh, and they all saw me different. Um, and the reason why that bothered me so much is because it was weird that the relationship between me and the therapist would change their view or how they thought I needed help. Um, which is why, and I am not saying that coaching is better than therapy. They all are different in their own ways and they can be used in different ways. So I will never compare those two. Like they are on different planets. Um, but that is why I fell in love with coaching because, you know, when you're coaching, you're not telling someone what to do. You are not diagnosing them. You are only asking questions. You're only diving as deep as that person wants to go. The ball is truly in their court and you are not responsible. And you are also not the one that saves them. One of my favorite quotes. Do you guys want to hear it? It is, I am not your savior. I am not here to save you. I'm here to stand by your side as you save yourself. And that was when I realized that the stuff that I needed help with, I already had the answers in myself. Um, there was just a lot of self-sabotaging and dissociation to keep my reality normal. But none of my reality is normal. I was the kid growing up where I saw like movies of things I probably shouldn't have, but I saw them. And because I thought that, you know, my life isn't that bad or, you know, other kids have it worse from what I hear, I really downplayed my own trauma. And I did that. And I probably still do that. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and say that I have it all figured out because I absolutely don't, but I definitely played my trauma low so as to not get on someone's radar that I didn't want help from. And I felt like that's kind of what therapy did to me. I, you know, would talk about something that I have fully moved through and they were like, but let's dig in. And it's like, yeah, I have no interest in doing that, but thanks, I guess. <laughs> um, or they would go back and say, like, are you sure? Because this seems like, and it's like, come on. Like, I don't want you digging. Let me dig. Let me dig around in there. I have the answers. I can find them. So that is why I do say the things I do about coaching. And yes, I'm a coach. But... I don't need you to come to me and be like, oh, I'll sign up. That's not what this is about. This is about going and finding a certified coach um, and giving a test run because the good coaches out there make some of the biggest impacts and they don't 
take credit for it because they didn't do the work. The other side did. And I literally am smiling ear to ear trying to put these words together because I have um, a few of my admins and um, some of my mods that have recently decided to jump into coaching and watching them go through the same growth and learning that I did when I became a certified coach um, is some of the most rewarding views, <laughs> honestly. Um, watching them makes me so gosh darn happy. And I knew that, you know, when creating a leadership team for a Discord community, um, that I wanted, you know, people that had the same viewpoint as me. And that viewpoint is do no harm. Take no shit, but do no harm. Um, and we are really big on making sure people understand what could or could not do harm. Um, advice, though, you know, we hear a lot of people giving us advice. We probably give a lot of advice. We don't even realize it. Um, isn't always the healthiest form of helping somebody because you never know where they might be at. And if they took your advice, there is that small chance that you could actually get them more hurt. And I don't think anybody wants that ever, except for crazy narcissists. But that is for a different episode, everyone. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> but we are very strict on do no harm. So I got really excited that a, I had admins on the team that were already interested in it or, you know, were supported with it. And some of the mods said, you know, I feel like I was made for this. And I was like, I agree. And I was trying so hard not to tell them that they'd be a good one because it is something that people have to find within themselves. And again, remember the do no harm. I don't know when people are ready. I can tell you, you know, this person would be great at this. This person would be great at that. I wish they would do this. I wish they would do that. But if they aren't ready at that moment, isn't divine timing, you know, they're not going to have the same outcome. You guys know what it's like to be in sports way too early or too competitive or too much pressure. And even though you might have been like the best in your town, you were done with it before you even hit JV. And that is why I push people, but um, I'm very careful about when and how far. And I'm a, I'm a pretty smart person when it comes to others' uh, emotional cues or what they call, I think it's like some type of intellect, um, emotional, no empathetical, I don't know, some word. Um, I have a, I'm very good at it. Um, because of my childhood trauma, <laughs> I have learned how to stay under the radar, um, to stay off people's radar. I know very quickly um, what kind of vibes people are giving off before they're even talking to me because I am downloading all of that information if I want to or not um, before I even quote unquote meet them. 
you know, it sucks that it was a survival game. <laughs> um, I had to in order to survive as a child, but it has um, helped me growing up because you, you, me, everyone deserves to hold on to their own peace. I had to dance around many adults and many children's eggshells, I guess you would call it, uh, to make sure that I didn't rock the boat, to make sure that I didn't create too many waves. And by making sure I didn't do that, I was able to hold on to my peace a little while longer. And holding on to your peace is something that you deserve to do. It's something you should demand. But you you deserve to have your peace. Now, you know, we disrupt our own peace all the time. And I don't think it's anyone's uh, prerogative to disrupt people's peace completely, purposefully. I don't know. I also have had so many narcissists in my life. It is unbelievable. But again, different podcast alley. Stay on topic. Um, most people don't want to disrupt someone's peace or they would feel bad that they did. And holding on to your own peace, you know, setting those boundaries, whether it's online as a content creator or a mini content creator, you just kind of like doing it, or it's within your own household 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 uh boundaries are super important and it's not those boundaries of integrity you know we have those and those are very special too but the boundaries to say no not right now i like my energy right now and you shouldn't have to ask or tell someone more than once no but a lot of times when you have allowed your boundaries to be broken and then you change them, those that enjoyed your comfort or taking or, you know, the energy vampire, as people say, um, when you start to shift your boundaries around, it gets, it gets dark. It gets really dark. Uh, my first go at that was definitely my mother. Um, at a very young age, I realized that my parents weren't my emotional caretakers. Um, my mother definitely in no way, shape or form. Um, did I ever feel protected by her or really parented by her besides she made rules and I had to follow them and then with my dad I had this false sense of security because he liked to make sure that I I came to him um, for my problems and what I mean by that is when I would start to rise, when I'd start to do stuff by myself, um, I didn't have that eye contact. I know that sounds super just like minuscule, but when I started to step into 
my true self, my true, true form, you know, closer to my higher self, the eye contact stopped. But when I was hurting, it would come back. Now, again, I am very uh, under, uh, I can see that stuff. Sometimes I might not understand it, but it stays in my my memory bank because I'm like, this will be useful someday because I'll figure out why, why that was. Um, and so I noticed his eye contact kind of stopped and then it would come back if I needed something. And if anybody knows about abuse cycles, um, that is something that we, I'm going to say we, as in me, and if you're listening on the other side and you have been in a abusive relationship, whether family, friends, or romantic partner, or even work. I feel like everyone has been in the work abusive relationship at some point. Um, but you you notice that there's a sense of why am I not getting the attention? You know, the sense of like, what did I do wrong? And then you kind of wait for that blow up because it's really like quiet. Um, you wait for that blow up and then the fixing part when they apologize or you have to apologize. And then there's like this love fest again, or for friendships, it's just like this, like happy fest again. Um, I noticed that with my dad, I was doing that my whole life with him. Like when I was independent, when I was good to go, I guess. Um, he didn't really pay much attention to me. But then when I was crying or someone had hurt me or, you know, I was having, you know, that CPTSD meltdown, um, he was there. And I finally understood that, you know, it's the cycle that will make them happy, will um, invigorate them, charge them, power them up. And I went through the rest of my life, you know, going through that cycle with somebody or something, I say thing like work or, I don't know. It's just a cycle that kind of presents itself a lot clearer, even when it's on a smaller scale, once you've gone through it so many times with so many people in your life. And that is why I am very big on A, knowing when my trigger is small. Um, today was actually one of those days. You guys want to get vulnerable? I'll get vulnerable with you. So I was not feeling good um, for this, that, and the other thing. And I woke up in a place I don't like to be. Now, I didn't let myself fully get there. And I can't really explain what there is, but um, it's a response that I usually get from having a certain set of feelings hurt or disappointment. I'm not really sure, but I got there, but I didn't get all the way there. So I was there, but I didn't like feed it, I guess. So I woke up in the morning. I did nothing. Like I watched Twister. Yeah. That like older movie Twister. Oh, I love that movie. Um, 
I found a comfort movie and I laid in bed. I couldn't brush my teeth. I had one cup of coffee. Um, and I knew I needed to stop to just stay still. It's uncomfortable. I didn't want to sit in those feelings. What I wanted to do was to dissociate or to go be extra happy and pretend like nothing's wrong or find chaos. And I know that there's someone out there saying, oh, they do. That's okay. You know, it's okay. But you do have to learn when you're asking for it. And I know that I'm still working on that um, within the healthy boundaries. Um, you don't want to create the chaos, you know, because for me, most of the time I end up doing something uh, out of almost character that creates more trouble or it like literally makes everything worse so then I don't have to deal with the basic problem that I had to begin with and I know that's what I do sorry I'm getting my monster voice on because I know that I do that and so this morning you know what I did I laid there did nothing enjoyed nothing then I tricked myself out of bed because it was getting later in the morning and I was like Ellie you gotta get up like you can't stay here forever I like you had time. I was like, I was about to say, I gave you time, but you had time to lay here. You got to watch your movie. You started a new one and you had this feeling of it's time to get up. So let's do it. And I felt the resistance. So I was like, all right, go get some more coffee, eat some sushi. Cause that always makes you feel better. And then you'll have to get up. And I did that, but, 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 but this is the big, but before getting out of bed, I video messaged four my good friends, family, my mods, admins, my family, my weird. Um, I think I, it was four of them. I don't know. I did it really quick so I couldn't undo it. I sent them video messages and said, hi, I have not gotten out of bed yet and I know I need to and it'll be good for me too. I'm just going to let you know that A, I am not taking any important meetings today that mean that I have to realistically encounter another human in an important decision-making place. Rule number one. Rule number two, no chaos is going to be fed my way. Anyone has a chaos ball, please do not let me catch it. Do not let them throw it my way. I can't chaos today. And three, I promise that I will not go find my own chaos ball and if I do, and I feel like I need to do something about it, or have a reaction, or respond, um, that I will contact you, and you, and you, and you, before I do it. Okay? Don't let me do it. <laughs> so, you know, I set myself up so that I could maintain somewhat of a normal day, it was today, so I'm still feeling very inward, <laughs> and maybe that's kind of a good thing that um, this is my first episode because this is this is what we're gonna do, guys. It, it's going to be diving into the different ways that uh, we view our inner view. We feel our inner view and talk to other people about their interviews um, and interview people. 
<laughs> I got really nervous. Thanks, guys, for letting me feel nervous. And if you made it this far, thank you even more. Um, yeah, I am a direct message away in um, Discord. I also, you know, have TikTok. Um, and I think that if you comment, I'll be able to see it. Sometimes TikTok's really strange about not showing me notifications. And also, um, you know, there's a lot of drama on there all the time, especially in that Norse talk realm. But that is actually why we recreated the Discord is because the drama in being a Norse pagan was getting out of hand. Like what we call bridge trolls, gatekeepers, people telling others how to practice or what stories they had to believe about the Norse gods. I couldn't believe the things that were coming out of others' mouths about how someone needs to practice their spirituality. And I had a really good group of friends that I felt like, you know, I trusted them. And <clears throat> I asked if they wanted to, well, first it was Agnar. I asked him if he wanted to do like a Zoom talk and get people together, you know, face to face because a lot of us were just messaging or TikToking back and forth. So um, I had my first wave of drama where people were gaslighting and, you know, creating their narrative um, of me with no actual proof. And I heard this like calling, this sound, this divine timing to ask Agnar, will you, you know, host this Zoom talk with me? Um, we'll make sure to vet people so that it's not a bunch of trolls and we'll just talk about spirituality and Norse paganism and any other spirituality that wants to come in. And he said yes. Um, that's actually tonight. It's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I don't even know what time it is. It's getting close to my meetup time with them because we have a pre-meeting together. But we did the Zoom talk. Um, some Discord drama happened. And then I knew that um, the way to run a Discord is through no hurt, no harm. Thou shall do no harm. <laughs> that was funny. Um, that uh, do no harm was very important to me. Also, having a really good mod team was really important. So um, I created a Discord with him after the Zoom talks. You know, it's probably like the sixth or seventh one. And we have over 500 members now in our Discord. And it is tightly ran. So if you're a troll, stay away. Um, we are just really careful with making sure no one's mental health can get hurt, um, that people aren't telling others what to do, and that there is not an advice line um, because you never know how that can hurt someone. So yes, you can find me on TikTok. I also started up my Twitch. That's why I said it before. I started up my Twitch channel again. It's twitch.com slash hypernex. N-Y-X is nix. Hyper is in. I have ADHD. Um... I started that up, um, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I had like 480 followers back when I was streaming Halo because I am a Halo Xbox junkie. 
and I also am very addicted to first-person shooters because that's like my jam when it comes to having a very fast reflex um, and also being very tactical. <laughs> so that actually kept me out of a lot of trouble growing up. Um, and growing up, I mean like adult growing up because I got when I was 17. And I streamed on Twitch um, and I just started up again because there's a few of our mods that also have Twitch channels. You can jump into our Discord to see those too. Um, but yeah, you can message me on, I don't know what messages look like on Twitch, so you can give it a try, but definitely in the Discord you can join and then um, tag me and I'll shoot you a message. Or on TikTok, if I miss that, I am sorry. Um, so I will see um, how much TikTok wants to, you know, work with me on that. I do want to thank each and every one of you, though, for sticking it out for this long, and I hope that you take that you deserve to hold on to your peace very seriously. Um, tell three people. I don't know why, but whenever I learn something that helps me, I feel like I have to tell three people. Like, if it helps me, it'll help someone else, and down the butterfly effect road I go and if it did me good then I could do more people some good so hold on to your peace finding the right words to finish off this podcast feels impossible because I am so nervous but also so full of love and I know that this might be another beacon you know for someone to find something I don't know to help somebody out there honestly even if this just helps one person feel like they're not alone in their story would mean the world to me so with that being said make sure you hit that subscribe button I think you can put like five stars on it um I will see you guys next time and take care I love you all and a huge thank you for Silvalhalla moderators and admins. I wouldn't be here without you. I love you guys. See you next time. <laughs>